Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Society 13 Podcast Network. Redefining podcasts. Society-13.com. I like to listen. Welcome to Channel 9 of the STRY Radio Network, where stories live. Before you listen to this podcast, be aware this show often uses very naughty language. If you don't like that, you shouldn't listen. Send your complaints to I am a whiny baby with no sense of humor at nightstory.com or stop by the studio. I'll take you for a ride to a story of my choosing. Once upon a time there was a snail and he rode through the woods on his slimy tail. He left a streak of slime and that was all, but he thought it was sublime. Welcome he, to the Night Story <laughs> Podcast. Because he's the streak. <laughs> right? That's a song, right? Right. I don't know. Um, but welcome to the Night Story Podcast. This is episode 517. I am Jeanette Andromeda. I'm Immortal Alexander. And that rubbish you just heard is exactly why you're here. We are talking about rough ideas and how to work on them. <laughs> yep. So yeah, this week's topic is rough ideas, uh, raw ideas, really. Raw ideas. Raw ideas. Raw. Uncooked, unfiltered. Just slap it on the plate there and hope it works. So the concept is that we as writers get stuck on something we're trying to create. We have a single project in front of us, and then when it's not working out, we abandon it, and then we come back months or weeks later, and we're like, look at it with contempt, and we never really get to finish it because we're just stuck. And Mm -hmm. the idea here is how do we get unstuck? So it's going to be a little bit different format wise. Uh, We're going to just kind of read a few things. We're not really performing a full story today. Because we have no full stories. Well, I I have lots of stories. Well, you do. I don't have a lot of full stories. I actually, while preparing for this episode, realized a lot of the documents where I had written my stuff Mm -hmm. was part of what got wiped out in... The tsunami that was... That was my, my laptop transfer. Oh. I think I figured out where the, those oh. went, and they are They're now only memorialized in this one notebook of half-baked ideas and what's left in my head. So it's I, I need to write them down. You know, sometimes it's actually better that way. I think I've so. had I've had stories that I forgot where the heck I put them, but if it's a good enough story, it will stick with you. And you will know at least the bare bones mm-hmm. skeleton of it. And maybe the second draft that you're now writing anew 
will actually be way better than the first draft. Although I will say, I think I'm going to do what Nelson Piles does mm-hmm. and uh, set up an email account just to email drafts of my story to. He does this. Every time he yeah. finishes a draft or doesn't even finish, he'll just email it to himself to a different email address yeah. so that he has an archive of every single draft. And that is so smart. That is in one of our previous episodes. I don't remember which I one. Just, I just use Google Drive for that. Well, but and you can, never know. And like I can organize I can organize it that way. Things. I just I think I need to come up with a better way to organize my stuff because I am a mess. Um although the notebook has actually been very safe. Yeah. Yeah, cuz uh, I uh, I found it. So that that means it's still here. Yeah, so this is just more of a kind of showcasing the rubbish that is our daily ideas <laughs> and things that we've used in the past. Jeanette's going to try to get more into writing more often, and yes. I do write much more regularly. Like, I write as often as she draws, pretty much. So we kind of balance each other out in that in that regard, and we're trying to both be better at getting good habits when it comes to writing. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I've gotten into a very good a very good rhythm of working on my artwork, and I need to start to bring that kind of commitment to my storytelling because I do want to be a better storyteller in my artwork as well and I've noticed lately I've gotten kind of lazy about that okay really lazy about that so (laughs) writing better stories will work into better stories visually as well so So we're going to trying to break this down into three different clumps today so first off we're going to be talking about what is a raw idea and where do they come from and then um, basically going into how to stay motivated uh, through like just daily routines mm-hmm. in order to take this in, this concept and basically you know turn it into something that is going to generate results. Now I will say, and I'm sure you listening to this will would be saying the same thing. Like <laughs> coming up with ideas is not the problem, <laughs> but sometimes it is, and sometimes you have to come up with something just a little bit off of what you've been working on so that you can refresh your energy. You know, it's part of staying motivated is coming up with some new raw meat ideas to just throw in the idea jar. So, yeah, well, <laughs> it's kind of like anybody who's, let's say, an inventor, uh, like an Edison or an Einstein, and how they literally would spend hours every single day just writing down ideas. Mm-hmm. What, what is it that's out there that's needed? Or what science is out there that we can explore and try to develop further into something tangible? You know, they're, they're trying to create tangible products or, or tangible services through those inventions. And that takes a lot of just, just racking your, your brain about what is necessary, what is needed, and how do we tackle that? And how do you take what's already known and explore deeper into that, into the unknown, and create something interesting, something, something you know, engaging? So raw ideas are just basically, as they get spit out of your brain, you know, um, as they are without <laughs> any un- unfiltered and not thinking about them. Is basically the concept is spending a little bit of time every single day brainstorming just writing down something coming up with yeah. random concept a and then writing a base skeleton of what random concept a is and then leaving it alone and then spending at least an hour a day writing something mm-hmm. something you can write five six seven eight nine ten raw ideas every single day and then start categorizing them and putting them into folders specifically about you know raw ideas mm-hmm. about 
dreams, raw ideas about fantasy, horror, romance, whatever they happen to be, uh, kid stories, whatever, and you just start to categorize those and put them in folders uh, where you just sit there and you just write random garbage and let it be garbage. If it's great, it's great. It might just be the seed of an idea. Mm-hmm. And the benefit of this particular process is that you actually may, by writing other things and just keep writing every day and really working that part of your brain uh, uh, of creativity, you might actually come up with a solution for whatever major project that you're working on organically by just getting out of that rut of not writing. You know, if you're writing every day, you may not be entirely improving, but you're actually keeping yourself sharp. And whatever skills that you have and you've been acquiring and learning, you're keeping those sharp, like Jeanette watches Drawing with Jazz on YouTube. Right. And although his conversation, he has a couple videos that we'll link to in our de- in our description. Which and is you should tell people what Drawing with Jazz is. Um, Drawing with Jazza is, I think I've mentioned it a couple times, but it is one of my favorite YouTube channels because Jazza is so smart and fun with how he's built his business and i i want to make something exactly like his which is he started off just teaching people how to do art and how to stay motivated as artists and then he kind of like morphed into reminding people how to have fun with it and it's just like it's become this very entertaining yet motivating channel and he has this one video that is about the different types of practice yeah actually two videos um one was older and then he kind of revisited it later but he talks about three different styles of practice and the first is um innate practice and then he says inspired practice and developmental practice and i think even though he was talking about it with art to talk about it in any craft in storytelling in writing is also incredibly valuable because like innate practice is the act of writing anything like if you're writing emails if you're writing up articles for a blog if you're writing anything you are innately practicing your writing skills the more you do that the better incrementally you'll get and and then there's inspired practice which is what we all love which is i have this i have this brilliant idea i just i need to lock myself away in the room and go do this thing alex does this all the time he'll like come home from somewhere and just be like don't talk to me i need to go and then he just like locks himself in the bedroom and is writing for a couple hours yeah what i'll I'll typically do is i'll have my phone next to me and i'll and at stoplight i'll I'll push on like record a message or like a note uh, a voice recording and i'll just say it out loud quickly and then just stop recording it green light go home keep repeating it on my way and then once i get inside i have it rattling my brain and i'm like okay i yeah i need to be clear everything away (laughs) get the cats out of the bedroom close the door leave me alone i'm gonna take my ipad in there and i'm gonna write furiously until i have the seed of this idea completely out there with all the little deep you know juicy details that are just seeping in my brain and that's often how I will write. I will get this like big burst of an idea and I just, I have to go write mm-hmm. it down. And that's when I do most of my writing. Like uh, <laughs> actually after playing D&D, I always yeah. end up with one of these sessions where I'm just like, oh, I have this idea. I have this great character that I've designed and now I need to write her backstory. And then I'm just gone for a yeah. couple hours. And I'm like, I wrote this backstory where she's an ex-slave and then is a superhero, blah, 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 basically Wonder Woman. Um <laughs> Wonder Woman was Wonder Woman was fantastic, by the way. It was fantastic, yeah. but I don't want to get too off track, um, although I already have. But that inspired writing and inspired creation is something that we all 
understand, I think. And then the last one that he mentions, Jazza mentions in his video, is developmental writing. And that is, or rather, he says developmental practice. Um, and that's where you take something specific that you want to learn, that you want to work on, and you, and you work on that specifically. And sometimes it can be an inspired developmental practice where you're like, I have to work on writing female characters, you know, or, or writing in the voice of a child. I want to see, you know, change my point of view more often. Um, but you have to make that decision. And often the developmental stuff, you're not excited about it. It's the grind. It's when you're playing a video game and you just have to level up and it's important to do. And it's during that like dedicated focus time that you're actually going to get the most out of it. Yeah, that's why, I mean, Jazza is an illustrator. And, you know, just like when we had Brian Coldwick on a few weeks ago on episode 510, uh, who is an illustrator and works on the show Doctor Who. And he does, you know, illustrations for mm -hmm. character design, creature design, prop design, whatever. And, and he's really fantastic at it. But a lot of these same practices and skill sets, you know, ways he actually improves himself and, 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 you know, work ethic and all that kind of stuff applies directly to literally any creative field. And so writing, you, know, you can learn about being a better writer from things that are not necessarily about writing. So Jeanette listens to a lot of different podcasts, mm -hmm. business podcasts, creative podcasts, audio dramas, and you're always taking things in and you're always learning and you can be learning a difference, a specific skill, like a business skill, especially these business podcasts mm -hmm. of how to be better at taking your creativity and turning it into a career. Yeah, because I don't know about you guys, um, but although I love to make art, I would extra love to make a full-time living just from my art. I'm doing actually pretty okay with that right now, I have to say, but... <laughs> I, I want to get even better at it and maybe uh, stress less about it. Um, <clears throat> and okay. I know Alex wants to do that yeah, with his writing. Exactly. I definitely yeah. do. So um, let's just share some of our raw ideas. We're not going to share a ton of them, but we're going to share some and maybe a couple more in the back end because Janet's got can quite a bit in, I, her, in her dream journal here. I do have a lot. Can I, can I start it? Because, yeah, uh, most definitely. Because these are so raw. But they're raw to the point of uh, they've decayed and then now they're back to raw again because these are from my notebooks from high school. Oh, yeah. Actually, even further back, this one notebook, I, I think I'll I'll give a I'll put a picture of this up online. Yeah. Um, but this is this. It's like uh, I'll describe it for you. One of my friends gave me an old like journal of hers. She had ripped out all the extra pages. It's spiral bound, but it's just beautiful and it has this celestial moon thing with gold leafing on one side and then a, a sun pattern on the other. And this one actually was given to me in elementary school, and I started using it as a dream journal in elementary school. Wow. But the dreams that are kind of captured in here, I don't know exactly when they're from. And I actually think that young. this is a, a really good thing to have, even as an adult, to have a dream journal. Oh, like yeah. You have any kind of dream you have to just make a practice of writing that down. Uh, because that's something we're going to be, you know, getting into the topic, which is where do your inspirations come from? Mm -hmm. So what do you, what do you want to actually start off with, uh, where you get your inspirations from for a lot sure. of your, your creativity? Exhaustion. <laughs> Believe it or not, it really does come from a lot of, uh, dreams. And I have this very bad habit throughout my entire life of never getting enough sleep. Um, I just want to be awake and making things. And then that means that you're not sleeping and then you get hyperactive and then all of these things just pop into your head, like random fight, misfiring synapses. And, uh, 
out of those bizarre misfirings of my brain, really interesting things pop up. And then that's why (laughs) that's where a lot of my inspiration comes from is lack of sleep or while I'm actually sleeping for once. Um, And you actually, I mean, the thing is that the Jeanette actually remembers her dreams extraordinarily vividly. Mm -hmm. Like I don't rarely remember all the details of my dreams. I'll remember a bit of it and then it's just gone. It just kind of fades out into the distance immediate, almost immediately unless Jeanette remembers it after I've described it. Mm-hmm. But she's just much more, she retains much of more of that information before she wakes up and is able to write all that down, which is, it's not a skill that everybody has. Uh, there's definitely different ways to kind of tap into your subconscious and we'll get into a little bit of that. I think we had talked about it before, but I'll talk a little bit more about it here as well. But why don't you just talk, sh- share some of your, your raw ideas from okay. your journal here. So um, where should I start? Anywhere. I'm, I'm going to start with this one on the, on the first page. And this is what began my, my dream journaling. A guide helping a messenger who's actually royalty through the mountain pass, but they are captured by trolls during a huge snowstorm. They befriend a captive goblin and try to make their way through the twisted labyrinth of tunnels underneath. They eventually end up at the Troll King's castle and discover that the king is in love with the princess. <laughs> Amber, that's apparently her name, and her guide don't get along at all. The trolls used to be a complex and advanced race until the war with the elves began. The, actually, it, I spelled it elfs. L-E-F-S. Yep. Elves began. The race of the trolls is near the end of their existence. <laughs> and then and then I have this adorable drawing yeah. of uh, whom I assume is the main character with her goblin hottie because I tried I'm to gonna, draw I'm going to put pack. some images. <laughs> we usually don't put images on the, on the on the blog end of things on the Ninth Story po- uh, podcast, the ninthstory.com. But I'm going to grab some images of this and I'm going to throw that up on the show notes. Because, oh God, I wish I had a date in here. And I on do, Twitter. 2002. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna Twitter some of these as well. Man, this is from 2002. And, and then we'll and schedule it's tweets all sorts with of images from there Jeanette's journal of magic. Because, <laughs> like, but, you, know, you know what? Even though this might, some of this stuff might sound childish oh, and, totally and completely, um, but at the same time, incomplete. It really is what the beginning of any story is. Is mm-hmm. you're not even making almost complete sentences. It's just ideas, rough outlines, a skeleton of what you want the meat of your story to kind of be wrapped around. And so literally, no matter how basic your beginnings are of your raw ideas, those things are the seed with which everything kind of grows from. Absolutely. There was this one other dream that I I don't think I have written down here, but I, I have it written down somewhere and I've always remembered it. It was definitely after watching Anastasia, the animated movie, um, which I love and am obsessed with that movie. Mm-hmm. And see, inspiration from film. There's yes. one. Um, but I had this dream where my sister was kidnapped and I had to go rescue her from this giant, like empty, crumbling cathedral of a castle kind of place, but very Russian influenced. And I'm running through these dark hallways, like from shadow to shadow, knowing that I am stalking the thing that is stalking my sister. And I get into this gigantic room with these arches and all of these shadows. And all I see is just this big empty ballroom. I'm like, where did it go? It has to be here somewhere. And then I turn around and it's right behind me. And I'm running out the window. And it's throwing globs of its 
putrid body at me and it's like hitting the wall with big splats and whatever and then I jump out the window and then I know as I'm jumping out the window that those big globs were actually C4 and the whole place explodes behind me and I land on the ground in the not the ground but in the water below where my sister's waiting in a boat and she's like what took you so long and I'm like I don't know I was trying to save you and she's like okay let's go um this would make a fantastic <laughs> video game I'm just saying yeah the plot makes about that much sense <laughs> Reminds me of like when I'm playing Uncharted or something. It's yeah. So I have a lot of these these bizarre dreams that I would love to turn into bigger stories. And a lot of the um, novel things I've been working on are based off of a dream I had once. And it's like I just want to flesh out the rest of that world. And some of these I I live almost an entire lifetime inside of one dream over. Sometimes a series of nights, actually, I yeah. can return to them sometimes. And then when I wake up, I keep writing it, and then I go back into that world as I'm dreaming. Uh, so I kind of miss having that, actually. And we we all, you know, write, start writing a story, and it goes nowhere, and we just kind of put it aside. But mm-hmm. this is really more of a daily practice, that you're spending at least like an hour or more a day just writing ideas down, just getting yourself warmed up. It's almost like a musician warming up before their performance. So if you do this for like a half an hour, hour a day before you actually sit down and start your main writing, you're kind of warming up your brain so that when you actually get started on your main piece, once you get back into it, if you have lapsed or just to keep yourself motivated to write every day and keep your brain going in different directions so that you're not thinking linearly, this is a great practice. We're just sitting there and writing raw ideas for about a half an hour to an hour, either before you begin or just as a daily practice to get yourself back into the groove of writing before you jump into a, pro- a new project or go jump back into an older project. Because mm-hmm. I, I think um, one of the biggest things I struggle with in my writing, especially it, actually in everything, <laughs> is um, st- continuing to work on something after that initial inspiration burst like even my artwork um I will jump into get it done to a point where I'm like that's pretty cool and if I were to continue working on it it would actually be good you know (laughs) not just like that's pretty cool um and with my writing it's the same way I get I get the story out on paper and then I just shove it aside and away it goes um sorry Dan I am still working on that story for the lift in theory, <laughs> but I need this like scheduled practice to go into my life, to go into my schedule yeah. so I can actually finish something. Yeah. And that's, that's really absolutely important. So, um, where do you, your inspiration comes, insp- your inspiration. So your inspiration comes from your dreams, and from reading, reading from a lot from reading movies, mm-hmm. television, things that you've, you've ingested and how those things come, you know, come to life. For me, my inspiration comes from a number of things. For the longest time, I would actually turn off my brain. When my best ideas would come out, I would actually turn off my brain and tap into my subconscious and just allow it to flow wherever it is. I would just get like a, a germ of an idea like werewolf or location or, uh, you know, just like think about like find myself in a space wherever that space might be. It could be in an old house in the middle of the woods or in the cityscape or um, and, and find a person that I'm latching myself onto. I'm just kind of like, OK, I'm going to be this person. And I, I do tend to write in first person quite a bit. 
um, and I kind of enjoy crawling into somebody else's skin metaphorically through storytelling. <laughs> I'm glad you added metaphorically. <laughs> well, metaphorically, yeah. I'm not like Hannibal or something like that or Buffalo Bill. No. Uh, so what I would do is I would I would do this on my own as a, as a kid uh, and I would basically just love to live in my land of make-believe in my brain. Mm-hmm. I would just daydream, night dream, in between dream, every kind of dream. So I would tap into that because I really felt so much more joy. Exactly. My cat just meowed. <laughs> Find so much more joy in my imagination because I really was com- in complete control and I can do literally anything. There was no bounds. I didn't have to worry about bullies or tests or you know getting in trouble at home or whatever. I would just focus on my imagination so i um, found that when i had like my my uh, lamp on i had a little lamp net by my bed and i had it on it had it, was, it really wasn't a really bright lamp it was kind of like a like a 20 watt bulb it was a really low tungsteny bulb would you say it wasn't the brightest bulb in the box not the brightest bulb <laughs> in the box and so it just wasn't a very bright bulb but the the uh, lamp itself was really cool like an old chinese urn or something that was like burgundy and it's just a cool looking lamp. And I would sit there and I would be kind of tired and I would allow myself to go like half asleep where I'm kind of like still kind of awake. And I would start to, you know, kind of plant seeds of what I wanted to dream. I would just think about what I wanted to do and I would just literally be able to form it like clay and then get that dream exactly where I want it. And then I would still be like half asleep and just playing around in my own subconscious. And you can anybody can really do that. There's a lot of writers that do that. Writers from the Nightmare on, Nightmare on Elm Street films had done that when they would, you know, get stuck in ideas. They would take little power naps, and I mentioned this in previous episodes. But they would take these little power naps, when, and thinking about that part of the script, and then they would wake up with the with the solution. Because, you know, when you're dreaming, you know, your brain kind of goes in different directions, and it's kind of you know, uh, something where you don't. You're not thinking. I think the best writing comes when you're not thinking and you just let it come out. It's just it's more creative. I mean, you can I think people that have uh, more of a developed skill set can, you know, take A, B and C, you know, uh, topic, character, you know, elements and then, you know, put it into a pot, stir it around and come up with a story based on that. And I and I, you know, with practice, I will I'm doing it myself. I'm actually getting people, you know, telling me, hey, try this and I'll take it as a challenge and I'll. You know, when I did uh, Chris Massacre for the Wicked Library, I had a certain word count I had to stick to and a specific topic, which was Christmas time and write a story and go. And that was my first time having an assignment where, you know, I had to stick to a specific word count and then, you know, here's a specific structure and then go. Uh, I definitely would love to eventually take on doing a story for The Lift if Dan would be interested, and and that would be kind of cool. But I would have to stick to their rules of their world, and that's going to be an interesting challenge too. Even if he doesn't accept it, I'm still going to do it as an exercise for myself, regardless if it is you know, a story that would fit within their mythos or not, um, just for my own personal benefit. Mm-hmm. you know. And in case you're new here, the Wicked Library and The Lift are both amazing audio drama podcasts that you should go listen to. That's my announcer voice. You're welcome. So I'm going to share some of my raw ideas now. And I wrote these down as part of a course I was taking, um, which was the... Do, 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 what is it called? James Patterson. James Patterson, yeah. Master class. 
and I, I have these these particular raw ideas I wrote in, in within the context of a, co- a course I was taking, which was uh, the masterclass.com writing course with James Patterson. And um, that's masterclass.com. We're not affiliated, but I really do enjoy their site and they have some really good stuff up there. And so I did this with uh, this particular um, exercise and I've been, you know, keeping more and more practice with this exercise. I do need to be better at it, but I think uh, it's definitely something that I'm, I'm going to be implementing even more and more and more as I go along, but I do write every day. So here are my raw ideas. So raw idea number one is Sarah discovers an old photo in her grandfather's attic that leads her and three of her best friends on a horrifying and harrowing journey to a place frozen in time, a place where the damned reenact their past atrocities over and over again each day. This is a place of death and betrayal where two young lovers were murdered by friends and family alike in an 1863 colonial village. Now Sarah and her friends find themselves trapped in this horrible place, and the damned now have some fresh meat to play with. Will they escape? Can they solve the mystery of the two murdered lovers before it's too late? And they become trapped here forever. That's idea number one, which was a there raw. You go. Thank, thank you. It was a raw idea that I was originally writing. That's now my uh, novel, which is completely different. It has like some base elements from that, but it's entirely different. Which I did share a, a preview of that a little while ago. Not sure what episode that was. I don't know. We'll have to look at that. This is just me writing things, <laughs> and so don't judge me. Uh, the second one is. My turtle is dead. Her name was Gamora. She loved me and now she is dead. It's hard to see how something so small can make such a big impact on a person. But here I was, frozen in place, staring at her still little body in a cardboard shoebox. I've always made excuses on why I never did anything, why I let the love of my life walk out the door without a word of protest, why I still work at the same soul-sucking job 15 years later, why I'm such a coward. My excuses are all gone, fading away like the life of my little friend. I need to live life as Gamora would have. With a smile on my face and a piece of lettuce between my teeth, I'm going across this country to look for the girl that broke my heart. I've got an old photograph in my back pocket, and that's all I need. I should probably bury Gamora first. Near that bed of flowers she loved to munch on. I think she'd like that. So I took a little piece of me Mm -hmm. and a little piece of fiction, and I smashed them together into an idea. I actually kind of like that one. I like that one, too. I could write a whole story on that. I think you should. Yeah. Raw idea number three. A restless young boy finds adventure and terror while exploring the woods near his parents' rustic country home. Nathan must follow the rabbits. He is compelled to see where they lead him as he travels further and further into the dark woods. When Nathan reaches a meadow, a beam of light transports him into a strange place that seems oddly celestial, a secret place where he is not supposed to be. What 
danger lurks in this strange place, and what is the large presence he feels watching him now and always? And I wrote that into a story. He did. It's a two-part story over on horrormade.com, and again, you'll find those links in our show notes. It's called Lost. In case you need to search. So there's Lost Part 1 and Lost Part 2. And the show notes, since we never actually say this, you can actually find it on podcast.ninthstory.com, just so you know. Slash 517. There you go. For this particular episode. Yes, for this particular episode. If you just episode. go to podcast.ninthstory.com, you will find all the episodes and you click on any one of them to get full show notes. But for this particular episode, it's slash 517. Okay, so I have a few other raw ideas from my dream journal I would love to share with you. Um, so this one means a lot to me, but let me read you what's actually on the page. Battle between the dogs and cats, the rise and fall of the mouse slash cat slash dog empire. Dream with the mousey girl. Like that means nothing to no one except for me because what I s still see in my head when I read that paragraph is there is this epic battle scene at the end of the story because I don't know where it started but it is like cat people and dog people just like ripping into each other having this really just like think Lord of the Rings kind of battle but in a back alley of desiccated buildings and like the apocalypse has happened and they're tearing into each other and somehow this little mousy girl just like shows up and manages to bring calm to the whole situation and like she just somehow stops what's going on and that little like sad paragraph still brings to mind exactly that little vignette of a scene that I had dreamed um and another one that I had written down in here which <laughs> was a really like multi-night dream was uh it's set under the ocean in Atlantis and um there are these scientist mermaids who want to raise Atlantis just to like murder everybody and there's one girl who's trying to stop it and I of course and that mermaid in the dream uh but i wrote down that entire dream and would still love to finish fleshing that out <laughs> merman father merman merman so how do we stay inspired how do we stay motivated to keep writing every day how do we keep our brains filled with inspiration you go out and you experience things would be my guess that is part of it definitely most definitely so what I when I used to go to when Jeanette was going to Yukon, I used to go to those shows all of the time. Every show they'd have, they'd have an opera, a puppetry show, a theater play, a musical, you know, whatever it was going on, I would go and attend and I would get extraordinarily inspired. Or when we used to go see rock shows, which we mm -hmm. should go do again because that's those are awesome. Go to, you know, see live music, small bands in a dirty, smelly club, go explore the world go for a little trip or a walk or a day trip take a journal with you and write what you see and, and, and just what you're feeling and allow yourself to kind of go blank and just take in the world around you and experience as much as you possibly can so definitely uh, going to shows going to plays uh, making friends with these people on twitter and social media and then talking about reading their stuff experiencing them commenting on their stuff and then sharing your stuff as well because you really need a community of people to kind of just throw even the crappiest little tiny 
ball of writing you have that you hate, just throw it out there and let people look at it and see what they think and have fun. Because what we're here to do is, on this show especially, is to tell you guys that we're imperfect and we are still learning and you can learn with us. And if you're a professional writer, everybody gets stuck. Everybody gets frustrated at some point or another. And like, you know, I just want to stop. I can't do it anymore. But this is about allowing yourself to write just whatever. Don't think about it. Turn your brain off. Turn the, you know, if you're a really big punctuation in grammar, turn all that off and just write something on a page and then look at it later and, and spell correct it when you're done. If you're, if you're constantly spell correcting and, and, and fixing all your grammar and punctuation in the middle of your writing, you are losing so much of that flow of your writing. You just need to let it explode onto the page, get to the end of it, and when you're exhausted and nothing else is coming out, then read it. And then walk away for like a week. And then come back, read it again. And sometimes you even want to share it. Like I, I do performance sometimes. I go do slam poetry and I'll perform in an open mic or whatever and I'll share something. And I think it's hot garbage, but I'll just put it out there. And all of a sudden people are like, wow, that was great. And sometimes things sound better spoken than they do in your brain when you're reading it. You know, and that's that's just try different formats. Try singing it. See what the heck happens. You never know. Like, try it from a, your same story from a different character's perspective, which we've spoken about before. Yes, we have. Try something else. Take the same idea and try it from different angles, from different points of view, and see what happens to it. And if it's hot garbage, throw it away. Try something else. It's true. And in part of what... Uh we wanted to talk about today was like trying to find a way to be regular about writing yes. and fitting Eat your brand that flakes. <laughs> and finding a way to fit that into your schedule. And I think for me, I need to get back to just keeping that kind of dream journal. When I first wake up, the first thing I do, just write a paragraph, even just something or, you know, just something. Cause often I think that when when I've been trying to write is in the evening after I've done everything. The problem is after I've done everything, it's like three in the morning and I have to get up for work in the morning, yeah. you know, in a few hours. So I don't have time to write. Um, and I think with my morning cup of coffee is going to probably be the best way to do it. I should take that writer's block thing that your sister gave me and put it by the bed because... I need to be able to write my dreams fresh as soon mm -hmm. as they come out of my brain. Because I do hate my handwriting, but um, I, I just, you just it's faster than picking up a, a piece of technology and trying to unlock it. Uh -huh. It's like this sloppy thing. You just open it up, stab it with the pen, and start <laughs> write, scribbling something on there. And it's literally it's a it's a uh, it's a journal. I don't think it's ruled. Does it have any line work it on does. it? It does. What it what it is is it's it's labeled writer's block. Yeah. It looks like a chunk of wood. Yeah. But it's a notebook. It's the coolest thing ever. Yes. And so it's like a block of wood that's actually not a block of wood. It's 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 the book. Get it's it? a journal. Writer's block. It's a pun and it's useful. Yes. <laughs> and you Unlike can, most you puns. You can throw it at things <laughs> or people that are being silly. And you know so. <laughs> So, like, it's just something quick to grab and just write things down because I don't write my dreams down as much as Jeanette does. And I think we should be swapping habits, like mm -hmm. the good habits. Take the good habits that we both have and swapping it with each other. And then you guys can take some of that as well or share some of your habits on Twitter. What do you do every day to keep writing and going forward? Like, what are your daily writing habits? Share that on Twitter. Share it on our, our Facebook group. You know, all that kind of stuff. 
I, I definitely am very interested to hear what some of you guys have done to build that into your life. Like I know I, life is busy. It is entirely busy and we don't even have kids yet. You know, yeah. <laughs> like some of you people have families and full-time jobs and like, Nebes. and you're actually making time to write and tell yeah. these stories that are just need to be told. And I'm, you guys I'm are, proud of yeah, you. We're very, very impressed with people that have much more on their plate than us yeah. and are, we have cats. Yeah, like, we have cats. Whatever. You, you have a <laughs> lot of things. You, you have so many <laughs> pies. It's ridiculous. Not like actual cherry or something, but like so many things yeah. that you're doing. It's there are a lot of pots ridiculous. on my, on my, proverbial and they're all burning pop. over and bubbling and making they a mess are. so yeah you know you just need to find inspiration in others and get inspired by someone's amazing creativity and be like i'm gonna go home right now and write i'm gonna go sit in my car in the parking lot after the show pull up my phone pull out evernote and just start typing away mm-hmm. and coming up with ideas i love reading a book or a graphic novel and then getting inspired and just putting it down and then immediately writing something uh, whatever it is, it could just be an emotion. You're agitated. You're having a great day. You went to a birthday party. You know, uh, something good or bad's going on with you, and you're just basically taking that feeling that's been welling up inside of you that that music brought out of you because music is so good at just pulling on all of the emotions in your body, all of the the highs and lows of yourself, and taking those things, that moment, and capturing it in a bottle, capturing it on page. And taking those little slices of life, like people watching, you know, that's a way, great way to get inspired. Go to a park. You know what I have in my Evernote? Yeah. I have just a list of moments and people that yeah. I think need to be in stories. Yes. Like if I see something stupid happening <laughs> in real life around me, I'm like, that should go in a story. <laughs> like when I was uh, hanging out with my buddy Dynamo Mars from uh, Trick or Treat Radio and we went to Burger King specifically to get the fruit loop shake which is freaking amazing this is not a sponsor i just it's just delicious <laughs> and we got there and we got our burger king and we were going to get the shake before we go to to do record his podcast and they turned just to turn off the shakes machine shake machines and it was like 754 and they're like oh yeah at eight o'clock we turned it off and it's like they're open till freaking midnight and they turned it off and i couldn't we couldn't have our freaking fruit loop shakes that's gonna go in a story I'm telling you <laughs> where everyone ends up murdered Except for Toucan Sam. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not even going to describe how my friend articulated what it's like to have a, don't. a Fruit Loop <laughs> shake because it's very graphic, but it's hilarious. And you should listen to Trick or Treat Radio. They're really fun. Really graphic and raw, but fun. If you if you like horror movies and yeah. like hearing um, ridiculous slash fun slash sometimes actually uh, well thought out reviews of horror. said horror movies. Yeah. Uh, definitely go check out Trick or Treat. And, and no, we uh, over than that in the podcast we re- re- uh, reviewed the film uh, Prevenge, which is fantastic. It's about a pregnant lady that basically the baby is commanding her to murder people. The unborn child in her belly is telling her to go and and kill and 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 do grow just ah, knife stabby stab stabs <laughs> on people, and it's dark british humor and it was a lot of fun so it was a lot of fun thank you guys thank you so much for trick or treat radio trick or treat radio.com those guys uh for letting me be on your podcast and we yeah. had a lot i had a lot of fun i i watched it live it was very fun 
but I was home working. <laughs> and I'm going to put that in the show notes so you guys can have a link to that episode. Yeah. And uh, check that out. If you're into, if you don't mind naughty language, which hopefully you don't because you're here, if you're not easily offended because those guys are, it's like listening to Eddie Murphy Raw uh-huh. on loop because they're just busting each other's selves, men's parts. And, oh, come uh, on. We can say balls, balls here. Busting each other's balls <laughs> and uh, having fun and talking about horror movies and comics and Sometimes wrestling, but you know, whatever. And uh, as uh, as a parting thought for you, I want to share one more raw thing with you. Mm-hmm. And this one had me busting a gut when I <laughs> read it earlier today, because I was obviously very proud of some of the uh, the language I used in this little this little piece of work. Because some of it was highlighted and like circled because I was like, this is an amazing sentence. But here we go. Three years. Three years I have been here. Well, not just here in this tiny room, but in this hospital. I'm better now. Those years weren't wasted, but those are three years that I've lost from my life. Healing from wounds I didn't even know I had. When I came here, I was a broken woman. Like a mirror shattered into a million distorted reflections, reflections. I, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to spell either. That's so. That's what you get. My husband had been murdered, <laughs> murdered by a woman named Judy. <laughs> she did it for revenge. And I can't help but to hear this whole page read exactly that way because it's so melodramatic and such total garbage. And you know what? If I can write that, you can do better. So <laughs> Exactly. Like, that's the thing is that we all can always do better. And even yeah. the best writers in the world, I'm sure Neil Gaiman or Stephen King or whoever sits around and sometimes writes complete dribble and looks at it and goes, I'm not letting anybody see this ever. Ever. But they do it anyway. Yeah, because you, you have to get past it. You have to constantly write ideas and things, whatever is in your brain, whenever it pops in there, no matter what it is, you just got to write. Even if it's not in the same genre that you typically write, just write it down anyway, because you never know when a slice of what you wrote might end up working its way into a better story. That's right. So um, question of the week is going to be a little bit less random. It is, what are your habits to keep yourself writing? I, I genuinely want to know because I need to like copy someone else's habits, quite frankly. Yeah, what are your habits? What are your writing habits? Yeah, let us know. And uh, you can do that at Ninth Story Podcast on Twitter, or you can use more characters over on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash Ninth Story Podcast. If you're not a part of it, just ask, we'll let you in. You can say uh, banana. That's the password. I think banana has become the password yeah. for this podcast. It's mm-hmm. just, there's been so many golden banana stickers and, you know, people hiding them in warehouses because there's just too many and it, it's a good time. Yeah. It's a good time. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to you guys next time oh and next week we are interviewing helen grant who is an amazing young adult horror fiction writer and we're very excited and we are both uh currently reading the same copy of silent saturday rereading rereading there you go you're rereading i'm reading for the first time i'm not gonna lie but i am enjoying the hell out of it i'm uh, 
Whoa, I have so many questions already. I cannot wait to talk to her. And it's part of a trilogy. <gasps> There's more of them. Yeah. <gasps> oh my God. I know what I'm going to be reading. I, my burr, 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 burr. It's really good. Well written, well paced. We'll get into that some more next week. Until next time, keep writing and being creative, my friends. Yeah. Keep doing it. Doing it, and by it we mean writing, because that's what we're about, or storytelling on the ninth story. I'm still, eventually I'll come up with an actual theme song. Bye, guys. That doesn't suck. Okay, bye. <laughs> if you like it, then you should have put it down in the notebook. If you like it, then you should have put it down in the notebook. Get a pen and write it down. I don't know. All the writing ladies, all the writing ladies, all the writing ladies, all the writing ladies, put your pen up. (laughs) I just think you got whiter than you've ever been before. (laughs) Yeah. Come on, join in. If you like it, then you should have put a pen on it. If you like it, then you should have put a pen on it. If you like it, then you should have written it down, you fuck. <laughs> I just got Up angry. Up in the club, <laughs> I got my pen. It broke all over my shirt and it's leaking ink. I, I do not like this outro <laughs> at all. <laughs> we need to pick a different song. If you got, if you want to write a thing, put a thing on it. If you don't know how to write, then go learn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dat, 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 dat. <laughs> uh, just fade out on that. Like, no one needs to listen to that whole thing ever. <laughs> that's why it's after the commercials. Oh, thank God. It's like, that's why you listened. You're welcome. God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm putting it in there. <laughs> it's happening. Oh, no. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 